Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour ya an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Cara Trust Inn. All right, and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Mike, and to my left we have... Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ryan. I'm playing Kincaid. Last episode, I killed a dragon by myself. <laughs> nope, just joking. Kincaid, let's see, opted not to go through the rift that Red created to save herself and Vaso uh, because Kincaid's very mission-focused and saw the temple, and I've been playing with Mike long enough to know that we weren't going to get back there in the same uh, shape, so I decided <laughs> to stay only to find a dragon in the temple. Hello, and this is Nick, and I will be playing Basso, the half-orc barbarian. Um, last episode, Basso actually dies, um, but is saved by the light being. Basso is a little lucky. Have we counted how many times you've died so far? Is this the first? I think... No, did you die before? This season, for well, sure, yeah. first. I don't know if I died. I can't remember if I died last season. Well, if, you there's know a, maybe if there's a fan out there that could tell us that, it'd be great. You know what yeah. hasn't happened this season yet? I haven't killed a dragon yet. No, I haven't shot you. Yeah, I haven't been shot in the butt. Oh, I haven't. But, been, yeah. Uh, and I told you I'd stop. Well, I appreciate season's, that. Season's not over. Yet. Yeah, season's not over. You're still young. <laughs> All right. With that, hey guys, I'm Sam, and I will be playing Red, formerly known as Woods, the Elven Ranger. I have not shot Vaso in the butt yet, but the the night is young. Last time, um, so we stepped back through the rift that I created to help bring Vaso back to life. I also had a diary of Blake Merle, which I learned a lot about that in there. Um, so much so that it actually gave me a plus one modifier to one of my abilities, which I ended up taking as dexterity. And I also have advantage on everything once we come back through the rift. So I'm excited about that. Last we left off, we're gonna start with Kincaid. It's been a couple of hours since Red and Vaso has disappeared. And you take the chance to kind of explore and look through this temple and around it. And you finally line up with a good view of the dragon. And you see that he's ushering in and then sending out all those Denoa that are currently collecting trinkets. Okay. And you see that what they're doing is the Denoa are going out getting trinkets and bringing them back to the dragon. He's adding it to his stash. And then they flee. How, how big is this dragon? It is a younger dragon. So it's definitely not... It's formidable because it's a dragon, but it's not something that's a, too intimidating to you. It's what Kincaid needed to hear. Interesting. <laughs> I think we're going to kill a dragon. Maybe. Think. I know we are. And Vaso, before we begin, I need you to roll 2d20. Oh, yeah. He's doing this weird yeah. thing with the 20s. We, I still don't know what it I is, have though. I no clue. And I can see the paper over here and all those little secret notes. Uh, natty 20 Ooh, and a wow. 19. Wow. I think you should have to tell us what those kind of rolls. All right. You should re-roll the Natty 20. Oh, man. Three. Three. All right. So you've rolled a three again. So you have another level of exhaustion. You should have two now. A level two exhaustion. Right. What does that give you? Okay. So level one is disadvantage on ability checks and level two is my speed is half. So I can only go 20 feet now instead of 40. Great. I don't know if I like this game we're playing. <laughs> Red and Vasa, you guys cast a rift. It's been a couple of hours. You're all healed up. You cast a rift and... You step into Dorma again. 
right as you're stepping in, you see a little Danoa critter kind of come running across your feet. And you feel the breath of a dragon on your back. And the dragon said, oh, snacks. I have been getting hungry. And you guys see a dragon standing right behind you. Um, I'll be honest with you. Red's going to hear the word snacks, not realize it's coming from a dragon. And kind of <laughs> whip around. But then quickly put together that she's the snack. You see a smile, a toothy smile coming from behind you. It's not often the prey comes to me. Oh, hey. Hi there, uh, Mr. Dragon. Um, and as she says it, she's like backing up very, very slowly. Um, hi. Uh, hello. Hi. The food talks. Uh, what do you want? I'll give you one minute. Um, my friend and I actually uh, don't know why we're here. We just kind of appeared. So, um... I think we would like to live with our life. We're going to cut scenes over to Kincaid really fast. You see your two compatriots talking with the dragon at this point, which you have seen the dragon talking, so that's not as shocking to you because he is giving orders to his Denoa. Mm-hmm. But what is going through Kincaid's mind at the moment? I think mentally he's face palming himself again because <laughs> he seems to do that a lot when he interacts with uh, Red and Basso. Uh, him being very like mission oriented, having a plan, and then it doesn't go to his plan. <laughs> so I guess he is not surprised that it's going this way, but I guess he's trying to stealthily sneak up on the dragon. Okay, go ahead and roll two things: one, your stealth check, and then also a perception check. Which would you rather me do first? Let's do the perception check. All right. So perception, roll a d20. I get to add four. 16. As you're trying to sneak up behind the dragon, you'll notice that his tail is going through the floor, but you can't quite make out anything past it other than that there's a crack in the floor and his tail is in that crack. Interesting. Okay. And then I guess I'm going to roll my stealth. I get a plus two. Uh, 15. I need to roll for a dragon at the minute. What color is the dragon? Dragon is a black dragon. <sighs> it's not toothless. I know you said a toothless smile. It's a toothy smile. I do. <laughs> how how big is this crack that his tail's in? It's just big enough for him to fit like the bottom third of his tail, and then his tail's too big. Is it like a foot? Yeah, it'd probably be about no larger than a foot. It'd probably be about a foot. Yeah. <laughs> he think, says holding think, a cantrip card. I think I know what card he's got, but I'm really excited for it. <laughs> but yes, it's probably no larger than a foot. And what was your stealth roll? Fifteen. Ties go to the attacker. I rolled a 15 on my perception, so we're going to assume that you're stealth. Cutting back over to you. Us trying to negotiate with the dragon. Yes. Yeah, so Vasa is going to be like, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Dragon, um, I was just, we're, we're here just looking for my, my dad's pocket knife. Uh, I think one of your one of your guys. You want one of my trinkets? Well, well no. They're my I, trinkets. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to impose. It's, it just, it you starts. Know glaring its feet and trying to move towards you guys. Um, Maybe we could, can we exchange the trinkets? And she's now furiously looking through her bag of holding. Um, Can I roll to see if I can pull something out that he might want? Yes, go ahead and roll to see if you can find something else. Um, 14. All right, I need to roll. Can I add something to that? Like, what do you want to add? Luck? Is 20? there a luck? Can I just add 20 to that roll? I, <laughs> I don't know, six? That sounds fair. <laughs> As you are looking through and saying, uh, what did you say? I wanted to trade him something for the pocket knife, maybe. As soon as you say trade, he gets a growl. Like, trade? Why would I trade when I can just take? Well, that would assume you could just take. Oh, 
I can just take. And he lets out like a big roar at that okay. point. And you guys get a, like the hair on your arms kind of stand up as the roar happens to go out. And Kincaid, you notice that the light figure that's with you kind of shudders at that roar. But woods are red. Something different happens with you. You guys see red's eyes begin to kind of glow a little bit. And then a different voice comes out of red, like you guys have Urvasa seen before. The same voice that yelled murderer before you hear say, You dare intimidate me in my temple? <laughs> Perfect. Vasa is just looking at woods or at red, like, what is going on? Go ahead and roll a d6. So excited, I'm just picking up dice. <laughs> two. All right, for the next two rounds, you're going to be possessed by the spirit of Lucha. <sighs> I'm a god. <laughs> We're killing this dragon right now. The power of Lucha compels you. Yes. <laughs> I also love my Lucha voice, by the way. Let's see if you can keep that up. Can I just, can we just roll initiative? Like, That's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. It seems like what's supposed to do that real fast. Well, I was sneaking up readying a spell. Yep, I was going to say, you can do whatever you were trying to do ahead of time, since... You are quite in this interaction, so stuff would have been happening in the background. As soon as I feel like the dragon is going to move or lunge at Red and Basso, I'm going to cast, it's a cantrip, mending on the crack. On the crack. So the spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, a torn cloak, or a leaking wineskin. As long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot in any dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. This spell can physically repair a magic item or construct, but the spell can't restore magic to such an object. Okay, so if it was like a broken sword, it can mend the sword, but doesn't make it magical. Magical again. Sounds good. So we'll say as soon as that dragon roared, everyone kind of tensed up and you're like, oh, he's attacking. So yep. you cast and mend. And then at the same time as his tail starts to feel lots of pressure as this stone's mending around it, you hear Lucha's voice boom into existence, and we'll go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, 13 for Vaso. Four. 16. 19 for my dragon. Kincaid goes last. Makes sense. You just went. Um, when I, now that I'm a god, do I, I'm just, I'm still in Red's body, so I have all the things that she has. Yeah, you're still in Red's body, so mostly it's just your, yeah. Okay. I can make it work. I got, I got things to make it work. Yep. Sounds good. Black Dragon's going to get very confused because it does not realize that Kincaid is behind it and causing the tail issue. So it's going to try to lunge forward at the goddess that is intimidating him. It is going to do its bite attack. It has disadvantage because it's trying to... It goes to lunge, but it's kind of stuck. Like you're a little out of reach, but not quite out of reach. Okay. But it is a 12. Does that hit your armor class? It does not. So it just is a little bit shy and it can't quite reach you. But it is going to try to reach out with one of its claws after it realizes it can't reach with its mouth. And a 24 to hit you. That hits. Um, you're going to take 15 slashing damage. So you miss the bite attack, but then his claw, he just is barely able to reach out and grab you. Woods, I believe, is next. Um, <clears throat> or Lucha. Me, you may just call me Lucha. Okay, so <laughs> we're definitely going to attack. It says a mace. I don't have a mace, but I'm, can I just use that pretend they're my sickles? Yep, you can. Okay, so we're going to roll uh, 14 and 8 is 22. 
That's going to hit. So should I roll it out or take the average? Should I ro- you want me to roll it? Roll it. That's the fun part. Okay. So the first, the players. The first is 1d6 plus 4, so 6 damage. And then we're going to do 4d8 radiant damage. Oh, so right. 6, 11, oh my gosh. 17. 17, 18. You definitely feel like this dragon. exactly the... The average? Yeah. There you go. That's you feel the like average. this dragon does not really like that radiant damage as much, this black dragon. He really seems to respond more than you would think to that radiant damage. Okay, I get to go again because I have a multi-attack. Okay, sounds good. Ooh, um, 26. 26 is going to hit. So we're going to do seven of the bludgeoning. One, five, 13, 16, radiant. And then same thing. The bludgeoning doesn't really seem to impact him too much, but then the um, radiant damage seems to uh, hurt him a little bit more. Okay. And anything else you're going to do? Lucha. Um, I think she's going to say something. Yeah, what's she going to say? How dare you try to attack me? You're in my lair. This is my home. This is now mine. <laughs> oh, snap. Vaso, what are you doing during <laughs> this? So Vaso is going to, I guess he's going to kind of come up to the side of the dragon, you know, so that he, he, the dragon can't really see him too much because I, I think, you know, the dragon's focused on Lucha. Uh, and then he's going to attack from the side. Okay, sounds good. Actually, can I roll a perception check? Can, can. I, can I, I? I just want to see if like if if it has any weaknesses. Okay, so you're trying to do a perception check of the dragon. I'm going to say that'd be perception or survival. Do you think? I say or nature. Is nature an um, option? I feel like it's an intelligence based. I would say intelligence based. Oh, great. Three. You do not know enough about dragons to know if there is a weakness on them. They're pretty rare in this world in general. Okay. In most worlds. But. All right. So he's going to come up and he is going to initiate rage. Okay. Because, nice. you know, we're fighting a dragon, dragon here. Dragon raging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's growling. So, so confused. It. 24. All right. 24 hits. Six damage. Oh, that was a terrible damage roll. Um, he doesn't even realize you're there. Okay. <laughs> so he's going to attack again. 15. 15 does not hit. So he's moving around, thrashing. That Your first hit barely hit him, which is why he didn't do much damage. And then your second swing Just, missed altogether. Yeah, he's, he's feeling a little exhausted. Feeling so, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> doesn't something, know what's going on. Something's going on with really him. Really wants so. a longer nap. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Kincaid, before you go, I'm going to have the light person go just for the initiative order. What you notice the light person does is instead of engaging with the dragon, you notice that he turns and starts looking outside. Turns and starts looking outside? Yep. Like away from the battle? Yep. Cool. All right. And then I'm going to say he even starts moving in that direction, away from the dragon. Okay. Normally Kincaid would care, but he's got a plan. So That's he's, fine. he's got to execute his plan. What you do? Oh, it's my... Okay. <laughs> where is where is Vaso at in relation to the dragons? Yeah, Are you at like the neck? Where are you at? Body? Um, so I'm like... Like kind of like to the side of him, so I, I might like get like the side of his like rib area, so rib maybe. Cage. Yeah. How how long is the dragon? He is considered a. I'm looking for his actual size in here, which I don't see. Okay, his. That's a huge creature. His back feet in relation to where Basso is. Is that more than five feet? Yeah, that'd be more than okay. five feet. All right. Kincaid is going to cast grease on the. Trinkets on his back feet. Okay, love it. 
so that it's slippery terrain. But he's not done yet. I love that. So it's slippery terrain. Sorry, trinkets. <laughs> he's going to expend two sorcery points. And he is going to create bonfire on the grease. Yes, and, grease lightning. Because he's kind of stuck there. Sounds good. Um, so the bonfire, it's a dexterity saving throw. It's going to fail. Because the grease is also a dexterity saving throw or fall prone. So I kind of imagine he cast that first. The dragon kind of slips. Slips, slips, slips. And Falls then prone. bonfire on the trinkets. Uh, so if he fails, it's 2d8 uh, fire damage. All right. Roll it up. Six. Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight total. He takes eight fire damage, and I'm sure you put it together already, but he is not as impacted by fire. He definitely takes the damage, but the reason I'm pointing it out is because all of the Dino you've been fighting at this point have been susceptible to fire, but he just seems to be normal. Well, yeah, those were like undead Danoa. Yeah. So Kincaid put together that this is not an undead dragon. Got it. I think that gets me up to my dragon who is now prone, slipping and sliding all over the place and kind of frustrated and doesn't know what to do. But he does still think that the threat is the one that was casting like the holy energy on it. So it is going to arch its back up because you're just kind of out of his reach, but he's not out of reach of his acid breath. So go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. 18. 18. No, 13. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> you're a new fine. thing. It is, my saving throws are wisdom and charisma. Yeah, so 13. 13 fails. So you're going to take the full amount of his acid damage, which is 11d8. Oh my golly. Which is 50 acid damage. Okay. I'm not tallying that out. <laughs> are you dead? No. Absolutely not. She's oh, got, that's right. She's you're... got a goddess in her right now. Okay. Goddess it. is taking some of this heat or acid in that sense. Um, and then the dragon's going to start trying to just wiggle free. So it's trying to shake, but its feet are slipping up from underneath of him. But it is a lot of commotion, which means a lot of those trinkets are going to be flying all over the place. So I need Kincaid and Vaso to go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw as stuff's flying. And you're also trying to dodge Vaso's sake, a dragon. And I get a disadvantage <laughs> because I'm exhausted. Yep. Uh, ten. Ten and... Okay. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no. Go, go ahead and roll a. That was a one. What was your damage for the fire? Two d eight. All right, go ahead and roll two d eight for these molten flaming. Nope. Oh, you're doing two, two, two. So, Kincaid, you take four uh, fire damage. Fire trinket damage. Fire trinket damage. And then Vaso, since you're so close to the dragon, I'm gonna say he just hips checks you. So go ahead and also roll 2d8. When you say trinkets, all I can think of is Harry Potter in the, the room where they're looking for the diadon and everything. Like, every time you touch something, it multiplies. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I feel like is happening under this dragon. Is that right? A diadon? Seven and four. So so 11. 11, but you're oh, diadem. raging, so diadem. five. Five. Everybody go ahead and make a perception check. Since I'm rolling so hot tonight. 13. Oh, I thought that was another one. 20. Technically, it was a one, but there was a one right after it, too. Oh, so gotcha. it's 23. 11. 15. 15, 23, and 13. 13. I got fiery trinkets coming at my yeah, face. Trying to dodge it. I would say that only the goddess is going to hear that there was a echo reverberating of that dragon's yell, that original yell from last round. Like you hear it kind of echoing back from the trees. Okay. Oh, because the. Are we inside? The light dude did something too. Are we inside or outside? You guys are inside a temple. Okay. You are inside Lucha's temple. 
Well, Did I know this? Well, you didn't quite know it was Lucha's temple, but what you remembered reading from the book when you had read it was that you were going to pick up, uh, you were picking up the Harbinger's bow from the temple of Salin. And that's when you started feeling a little bit more excited, like your goddess seemed interested, like she had forgot something she once knew. Okay. Hey guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. How do you get inside Lucha's temple? You use Lucha's door. I don't get it. A Lucha door? Oh, well, Lucha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, I, quit. You <laughs> I quit. <laughs> All right, Stick that brings the... us up to Tried. Lucha. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so now knowing this is Lucha's temple, you're gonna like see red start to elevate a little bit off of the ground, and you're gonna hear, <laughs> not in my temple! And before you, she's gonna change shape into a young blue dragon, and you are gonna see this massive, absolutely gorgeous, iridescent blue, like, almost like the color of your skin um mm. very like temp uh, very like teal and aquamarine scales are shimmering massive dragon and she's gonna start to like fly a little bit and she's gonna attack she gets three attacks the first one is, is that the, all <laughs> is the bite 19 and 9 is what 28 yep that hits um I was going to say you get advantage, but I think you're good. <laughs> I, think, oh, I, I think you're good. Well, let's just see if we can. Now. Oh, good, because I rolled a one on my advantage roll. Okay, so it is 2d10 plus 5. So 8 and 6 is 17, and 5 is... 8 and 6? Yeah, 8 and 6 is 12. It's 14. It's... <laughs> can we edit that out? Nope. nope. <laughs> my dragon doesn't know how to do math. <laughs> okay, 14 and 5 is 19. Yep. Um, and then that was piercing damage plus five or plus another d10. So 10. What's that damage? Lightning for? damage. Oh, okay. It does lightning. Okay. And then it's going to attack twice with its claws. Advantage. So 13 and nine is 22. Two. It hits. We're going to do 2d6 for uh, another nine slashing damage and gets to go again. Oh, it was six and nine is 17. 15. 15. Does that hit? 15 does not hit. Okay. I also have a lightning breath. Is that just one of my... That would be an attack action. So you just multi-attack so you wouldn't be able to use the lightning okay, breath. Okay, but I... Okay. Okay. All right. How is the dragon looking? Dragon is not looking too hot. Okay, it's great. been lit on fire. It's slipping and sliding all over the place. It's been hit with radiant light. Now it's dragon. tails. Stuck. Tails. Stuck. Stuck. Slowly getting cut off with this okay. healing. Yeah, it's not doing too hot. Cool. Literally. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that brings us up to Vaso. 
Okay, uh, Vato's just gonna swing again at it. <laughs> just <laughs> maybe, maybe get its attention <laughs> for once. You know, Vato's just like poking it. Like yeah. there's two uh, dragons 16. fighting. Sixteen. Sixteen misses. Oh no! <laughs> uh, can I use my inspiration card? You can use your inspiration card. Um, so basically, I, I just take advantage. Yep, we're gonna roll again. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> uh, eight. All right, so it still misses, but okay. now you've used your inspiration. Bum. Great. Bum. Uh, I feel so like he's trying he's so hard. Two yeah, second attack, he's going to go again. Uh, should the inspiration go to a full attack? Yeah, yeah, yeah one more. Keep rolling. Just keep rolling. Just keep rolling. We'll got, tell you when to stop. I got you, bro. 15. I got you. Roll again. Roll again. Roll again. This is your last one. Uh, 20. Yeah, 20. Oh, not, yeah, not, 20. No, not natural. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes, natural no. 20. Roll again. Come on, I'm, I'm honest. <laughs> I know you are. All right, dirty 20 does hit. Okay. I hope so. 8 plus 5 is 13, 13? damage. And with that hit, he just kidding. No, he takes 13 damage. That is huge, dirty 20 does hit. Always hits. Always, always hits. Dirty 20 always hits. All right, you definitely hit him. He still doesn't really seem to care about your 13 damage. Probably because there's now a dragon fighting above him, which is over his horde, which he's not excited about. His burning horde. His burning horde, which is also not excited about that. <laughs> um, that brings us up to the light being in Kincaid's turn. Um, Kincaid, you have lost sight of the light being, but you definitely hear signs, or yes, hear signs of battle coming from the direction that he ran to. I think I would take this opportunity to quickly look back. Okay, sounds good. Ooh. You, you can't see anything from inside the temple, but you can hear battle outside. Okay. All right. Not to be outdone by woods. I'm going to turn into a dragon. Shut up. Are you? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Where was this at in your character like sheet? Little tiny dragon. It's, it's like Mushu <laughs> from. <laughs> little pseudo. Dishonor like on you. Dishonor on your cow. <laughs> a little pixie dragon. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of my pixie dragon. I love All it. All right. I'm going to cast. Witch Bolt at a level two. <laughs> Nick's just looking at the yin yang going, what goddess is going to come talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. Um, I'm just trying to see, just trying to <laughs> trying to see how everything fits. Here. I love it. And I get advantage because of Vaso, right? Yep. So that means I have disadvantage then. Well, I have to make a ranged spell attack. Oh, I'm thinking. But first, so. I'm going to levitate in the air 10 feet. Okay. And then cast it on the back of his dome. I just picture Russell sitting there. Everything's in the air. We're all flying, but He's like poking this dragon. What is happening? <laughs> but you're uh, all raged out. Yeah. 16 I mean, plus. Giving everybody advantage. I know, I, I'm glad I could eight, do something. 24. You can, you're doing 20, it. 24 hits. Okay. So that's 2d12. 6. And 9 is 15. And that is lightning damage. Okay. And he also takes another three damage from my... Um, oh, because you're using lightning, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what they called that. Heart of the Storm. Yeah, because you love the storm. Yep, so it's 18. The dragon is definitely not looking too hot at all. He's going to get one last turn, maybe, depending on how your guys' combat goes. So he's trying to think. Um, I think he still thinks the dragon is the biggest threat to him. So he's going to try to stand up on his hind legs so he can reach up to the, bite the dragon, but he needs to roll a dexterity saving for first. Uh, a 20 non-natural. Okay. <laughs> so he's probably like, asked to 20 non-natural. <laughs> yeah. so oh yeah, that's going to beat my spell costume modifier. So he finally gets his legs underneath him enough that he can push his front legs off and he reaches up with his mouth like the 
Jurassic World when that thing's coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And tries to bite the dragon flying above it. Uh, 14 to hit your armor class. That misses. And it doesn't quite get it, so it's going to try to slash out with its leg, but I'm going to roll another dexterity saving throw. Nine? Oh, that, that does not surpass my spell DC. But it slips and starts falling back down. Vaso, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw since you're the only person, I'm glad I levitated. The only person on the ground right now. I'm like Dua Lipa, man. I'm levitating. I'm not a bard anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, 11. All right. You are going to take half. Four. So the dragon takes four damage as he falls pretty hard, but he kind of clips Vaso on the way down. So Vaso, you took two. The dragon is now prone again. But when the dragon falls, you see, especially the two combatants in the air here, you see that there, a bunch of Denoa are starting to pour into the opening because the dragon has summoned them and they finally have appeared. Great. Okay. Lucha, I believe this is your third turn, though. It is. Yep. As you feel the goddess no. leave your body. Bye-bye. No. <laughs> so into You turn back into woods, hovering. Actually, how high was Lucha? I mean, I don't know. She probably landed back on the ground. No, I don't think she did. Uh, she, <laughs> I mean, she was probably a, at least a story up in the air. All right. So about 15 feet above. Yeah. Okay. So, Am I still hovering up there? Well, you are 15 feet above the floor. So I'm going to fall. I'm going to go. You are currently falling, yes. Dang it. All right. Well, I'm going to fall. I don't have a feather fall or anything fun like that. So I'm just going to hit the ground. Do you want to take damage? Yep. But you're going to land on a dragon. Ooh. Can I ride the dragon? Throw an elbow when you go Heck down. Yeah. You're above the dragon. The dragon <laughs> just I down. was above the dragon. I'm going to try to. Can I roll to hold on to the dragon? Sure. You can roll to hold on to dragon. Dex? Athletics? What do you want? Um, probably strength at this so point. So probably like a strength, yeah. Athletics. Athletics, athletics? I'll take athletics. 13. 13. I'm going to try to roll competing strength here. I'm just going to try to shake you as soon as you land on him. Uh, 13. So Ty's going to the attacker. That's me. So yeah, you're able to land on the dragon. Go ahead and roll a d4 since you only really only fell like eight feet. That's a d6. The I triangle that, one. I noticed that <laughs> when I was like, six is higher than four. 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 Okay, so you take four bludgeoning damage as you kind of fell down, but you did get a nice good handhold. So I'm picturing you just got your left hand like holding onto this dragon scale or like something. Like on place. the back, on his back? Yeah, probably like back shoulder blade or something. Okay. Is that my turn? No. All you oh. did was fall. Okay. Right? Um, so you've used your bonus action, we'll say, to do like your try to grab him. Okay, great. I'm going to uh, just, oh, you know what? Let's use this guy. My little rapier of wind. Hey, that's Nomis's rapier of wind. I know. I'm going to take it out and just harness it. So, oh, there's Gust. That makes sense. How does this work, Michael? Because it's just a, just the Gust spell that's on here. So you can cast Gust at will. It's a cantrip. It's on the top. Okay. And then once per short rest, you can cast Gust of Wind, which is a spell, which is on the bottom. Okay, but I have a rapier. Yeah, so you are, it's a rapier that's got magic in it, though. Oh, okay. So you can cast those spells. Gotcha, but I don't have to. I can just use it as a regular rapier. Yep, exactly. Okay. Okie dokie. So then we're going to use it, and I'm going to try to just like jam it into the spinal cord or kind of anything I can. Try to get between the. Oh, um, between the like the scales. Yep. Go ahead and roll. Eleven. Eleven's not going to quite do it. You're just not quite used to a rapier yet. You're just transformed from a goddess. You're a little exhausted. Speaking of which, you have one level of exhaustion. Um. Okay, but I'm going to do it again because I can attack twice. Yep. That's better. Sixteen. 16 still misses. Dang it. But it is better. It was better. It is better. It is better. All right. Okay. I'm so, but I'm still currently on the dragon. Still riding the dragon. Also. 
So is the dragon still alive or just prone? Dragon is still alive, but it's prone. Okay. You now see Woods on top of it trying to stab it. <laughs> you just dove out of the way, so you kind of got clipped a little bit, but you're back up on your feet. Does Woods see all the Denoa coming? I'd like from outside. You mean Vaso? Or, I'm sorry, Vaso. <laughs> yes. Blech. I would say that you would hear them coming, especially in your heightened state because you're raging right now. You're probably yeah. feeling just that negative energy coming up from behind you. Okay. So you're like you're facing the dragon, but you just can sense, like spider sense, that something something's wrong. Right. <laughs> How far away are they? They just entered the temple, so they're probably about 30 or 40 feet away from you. Okay. So he's actually going to turn around and face the Denoa. How many are, are a bunch of them? There's a bunch of them. A mixture of like woodland creatures, the zombies you've been fighting. Kind of like everything you've kind of seen has just been summoned to this area. Okay. Uh, he is going to cast Thunderclap at them. All right. So you're going to close the distance so you can hit them with your Thunderclap? Yeah. Well, I can do it from, uh, it can be heard from up to 100 feet away. It can be heard, but I think the actual damage of like the shock wave is only like 20 feet or something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll close the distance and then... Uh, so it goes barreling into this horde. With two levels of exhaustion. With two levels of exhaustion. Can't leave that out. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to do. You're crushing You're doing it. You're doing great. Um, We're okay. all seeing it. We can all picture it in our head. You yeah. can't always kill the dragon, bro. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll let Woods over here become the dragon slayer this time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... I lit his butt on fire. <laughs> Uh, each creature within range other than me must succeed a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 or, well, it'll be 2d6 because I'm level 6. A 9 and a 3, so I assume both my groups failed. Yep, they both fail. So 2d6 damage, uh, 6 total. Okay, so I'm going to say some of the woodland creatures that you had seen like the ones that were smaller you see them turn into the black shards but you still have a couple of these zombies they got pushed back and knocked over but they're still they got hit over like a bowling balls or bowling pins but now they're starting to stand back up okay can i do thunderclap again um i don't think you can do (laughs) that twice i think it's just melee if you're using melee weapons you can do the double attack okay i think that's all you can really do on this yeah because everybody else is out of range yeah That'll be that'll be my turn. Brings us up to Kincaid. I'm gonna let you go first this time. All right, I'm gonna reenact my Witch Bolt since it's a concentration spell. It says on on each of your turns for the duration, which is one minute, which is ten rounds, right? Yep. You can use your action to deal 1d12 lightning damage to the target automatically. But since I cast it as a level two, do I get 2d12 yep, again? I think it's 2d12. And I had pictured in my head since I'm reenacting a spell, I can do my relevitating up in the air thing. So I'm ten feet up in the air. Another 2d12 coming at you. That's 11 and an 8. 19 plus it's more lightning damage, so additional 3. So 22. Okay, I'm going to say that with that, Woods was trying to stab it with the rapier, and then she wasn't quite piercing it in all the way, but then your lightning attack scorches over its scales and hits that metal lightning rod and just shoots into the dragon, and you hear it let out a big... (sighs) as it collapses to the ground. I just pictured in my head, like... When Harry faces Voldemort, and he's yes. like the two light, like the two lions, and he's yeah, and he like <laughs> just a big surge of energy just went into him. That was a really good Voldemort. Rah. Rah. <laughs> the dragon has perished, but you see yourself surrounded by a sea of Denoma. I out like of, the sea. Out of, <laughs> out of the corner of the eye, Vasa, you've knocked over 
about a quarter of him over on one side, and then you see the light figure come in on the other side, and he's got his dagger and swords, and they're spinning around, and you notice Kincaid. He's got the dagger that you have, and he's holding the, that little scarf that was tied to it, and he's just like flailing it around like oh, to nice. get a little bit extra movement and reach. Oh, that's cool. And he's just really moving through this crowd, but then you see him get overwhelmed. But then you see a large pulsating glow, and then that golden light just explodes and takes out another quarter of these monsters, just turned into dark shards. Is and he still there? You then see four golden shards kind of fall to the ground as Aww. well. As he basically self-destructed. Maybe he crossed over. But that brings us to my enemies, which we're going to be closing in the distance. You guys are safely on top of a dragon or in the air, so they're not going to reach you yet. We are to Woods' turn. I'm going to stand on top of the dragon, take my bow out, high ground, and I'm just going to start picking them off. Okay. How's yeah. that sound? Uh, the ones, cl- I'm going to pick a group closest to maybe Vaso. Okay, so try to protect Vaso a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 14. That's going to hit. Perfect. 11 damage. Okay. I'll so do you that. knock out one of them, one more of the zombies falls and do a dark shard. 13. Still hits. 10 damage. And you see another one fall. So Did I hit another? Have I hit? Oh, they already fell, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Okay. They've all had damage. And at this point, they're all pretty low on health. So as soon as you're hitting them, they are. I'm just picturing this ranger up there just picking these yeah. things off. Very Hawkeye. Vasa, you find yourself with nobody around you now. After okay. you knocked them all down, and then the ranger kind of took care of the ones that were getting back up. Okay. Uh, so you're going to look around, and you're going to look for the area that's has the most Genoa. So be another one of the corners. I'm picturing like four corners. Also, you took out one. The okay. light chart took out another. So now you have two other corners that are closing in towards this dragon. Okay. Yeah, so I'll go to one of the other ones. Yep. <laughs> I guess I'll go right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and he's going to get as close as he can to it, you know, since he can only go 20 feet due to exhaustion. So you can make it about halfway there. Okay. How, am I, how close am I, do you think? Uh, 20 feet from him still. Okay. Just because you're moving. I'm just picturing you moving very slowly, like, <laughs> like yeah. in yeah. the middle of this fight still, but man, you're really pushing yourself. Yeah. And then he's just going to do thunderclap again. Okay. Sounds good. You can cast that one at will. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, constitution saving throw or 2d6. Uh, 15 and 16. So I'm going to say they pass. We're going to take half damage. Five. So two. So this time, just one or two of the woodland creature-sized ones perish, and none of them get knocked over, but you do see them take a little bit of damage. But now they are focused on Vaso. So you see that corner horde just kind of turn and start going towards the barbarian. Towards our tank? That they're supposed to? That they're supposed to, yep. Perfect. Um, So he's going to go ahead for his second, well, actually, bonus action. He's going to do light shield. Okay, so you're going to cast light shield? Yep. All right, so go ahead and roll your D4, I believe it is. Uh, yeah. You gain plus three to your armor class. Three. Okay, so you take one damage because you have resistance to light spells, and you gain That's a plus, plus three to your armor class for next round. All right, Kincaid. So Kincaid's probably, before he starts falling, I guess he would look around to see where the horde of enemies is coming at. Um, you notice that the horde is no longer pouring in, so you just have those two groups that are left. So how many are in the group? Each group will say probably has about 20 Danoa, varying in sizes from woodland creatures to zombies to maybe there's one bigger zombie in the horde that's not near Vaso. Um, I guess he would go to the biggest horde. What the heck? He's going to lightning bolt them. So you're doing your lightning chain bolt attack? Yep. Uh, it's a dexterity saving throw. A stroke of lightning forming a 100 foot long, 5 foot wide blast from you in a direction you choose. 15 was my lowest. Okay, my spell's save DC was 14. Okay, so we'll take, take half damage then. That's yep. a great roll. 
That 15 was your lowest? It was. 15, 4 15, D20s? Can 15, I, 15, 19, Can 20. I borrow a D6? All right. So a creature takes 8 D6 lightning damage on a fail save or half as much on a successful one. So I'll take half damage. So this is 4 D6 here. Ooh, good roll. Uh, 11, 15, 18. Okay. So 18. You going to remember 18? Yep. I will. Plus uh, 12, 14. So 18 plus 14 divided by 2. 14, so it'd be 32 divided by 2, 16. 16 plus 3 more lightning damage because it's a lightning spell. 16 plus 3 is 19 times by 2 because they are susceptible to it. So you dealt 38 damage to each creature. And Bullseye. that's going to drop all of them but the big guy. So there's one big guy that was kind of like that boss that you were fighting outside the temple last episode. Like the ogre thing? Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. like the undead ogre. Bringing my enemies, they are going to horde over to Vaso. What is your armor class right now? 18. All right. Half of them hit you, which was four creatures. Go ahead and roll. Do you want to roll all of the dice? They're going to each do 2d8. Do want to roll all the dice or just roll it twice and multiply it? I'll just roll it twice. Yeah, just, just roll it. 14 times four. Oh. Uh, but I'm raging, so I'll take 28. 14 Go times four. two, so 28. Perfect. They should make it math easier. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to say it knocks you prone, though, so you guys see Vaso kind of get tackled as these hordes of enemies kind of peel over them. Vaso, this really feels a lot like when you got overwhelmed by those ants in Dorma, where they were clawing all over you and just kind of, it was just all over you, pulling you apart. That's kind of what it reminds you of as you got hit by this horde of enemies. Brings us to woods. If I cast Hall of Thorns... Everyone has to make a dexterity saving throw. So if I do that, there's like a mob on. T- Can I see Vaso or I'm just envisioning like a bunch of uh, Dino on top of him, right? Put a bunch of Dino on top of him. Like you might be able to see a foot or something. A foot okay. or maybe an arm every once in a while, but he's definitely getting swarmed at the moment. All right, I'm going to cast Hell of Thorns um, and I am going to shoot the horde on top of him. Remember, you have advantage. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Okay, and I only have level one spells left, so we're doing it in number one. So first, seven, and then next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon attack before the spell ends, this spell creates a rain of thorns and sprouts from your ranged weapon. In addition to the normal attack, target of the attack, each creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw. Creatures take 1d10 piercing damage on a failed save. They're all going to fail because they're not even worrying trying to Perfect. be at their target. Um, They get eight Also, go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage, though. Haha. You did shoot him in the butt. <laughs> uh, Nine. All right. Uh, what is your you spell? Failed. Okay. I had a natty 22. Damn it. <laughs> so you take um, half of whatever because uh, you have a resistance. What was that? Ten? It was 10, I think. So you take five piercing damage from the Hail of Thorns. Dang it. Okay. What was your next thing you were going to say? Um, I'm going to attack again, but I'm not going to Hail of Thorns again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't do it again. I can only do it once. Uh, 21 to hit. Just literally, I'm picking one of the things down there. I'm trying to target something that's already been hit. Yeah, so you can use your Chaos Slayer. Yep. 12. Ooh, and then another eight. I'm going to say that with your attack, you do hit Vasa with your Hail of Thorns, but... You're able to clean up all of the rest of the monsters, or at least you think you do. And then as Vasa is like leaning up to sit up, monster comes to try to bite his neck. And then that's where your last shot just kind of yes. like hits it right in the uh, eye. in the head. Through the eye. Through the eye. Yeah. So Vasa, you are safely clear. Kincaid, how are you going to take care of that last ogre monster that's 
in this area with you guys. Oh, is it like on the almost dead or dark? almost dead? Yep. I think he would just do a kamehameha thing with his firebolt. Okay. Just, just plow yeah. it right in his face. So everything gets demolished by your final attack, and you guys are out of combat. Oh my gosh! We did it. Um, Brad's gonna. Why would you land on the dragon? So I was trying to kill the Why dragon. Why would you do that? I was trying to kill the dragon. With no, the... like you all just teleported right back here, landed right oh, on him. We didn't plan it. We thought we'd come back to the place that we were. It, and she's saying See, this as she's I knew, like coming down. I the knew. Dragon. I knew that wasn't going to be the case. That's why I didn't go through the portal. Listen, yeah, but you weren't dying. Somebody was. Well, somebody was I'm dead. I'm fine. I just. I had to stay here. No, next time. And she looks at him. We're a team. If we're going to be a team, we got you know we each have each other's back. When one of us dies, we all go together. I don't know if I like that logic. <laughs> Do you want us to leave you when you die? No, I was all for you saving Vaso. I just, we came this far. I had to know what was in this place. We were going to figure it out. We just had to come back together. It all worked out. All right, it's looting time. <laughs> Plus, I think there's a bow here we need to find. Um. Also, I was a god. We saw that. Yeah. How'd you do that? <laughs> ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.